You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today we celebrate Good Friday. But why is this Friday called Good Friday? In fact, if we would think with the disciples, it was a tragic Friday because their Master and Lord were mercilessly killed and crucified. And so it could not be a Good Friday. Indeed, my dear brothers and sisters, even people in the world considered Friday a bad day. And if it is 13th on Friday, it is even worse. But for us Christians, it is called Good Friday. It is not a day of mourning. The vestment of the church is not black, it is red. Because red is a symbol of blood shed for life. Blood is a symbol of passion. It's a symbol of martyrdom, which means to say it is victory over sin, over death. That is why when the daughters of Jerusalem, they wept for Jesus, Jesus told them, do not weep for me, but weep for yourself and your children. If there is any mourning that should take place on Good Friday, it is not to mourn for Jesus, it is to mourn for our sins. My dear brothers and sisters, Good Friday must be viewed with a dual dimension. Yes, something negative, something evil has taken place, but a greater goodness has triumphed. There is evil, there is grace, there is darkness, there is light. In fact, this theme of darkness and light is very much present in the Gospel of John. And that is why it is important for us to see Good Friday, to see the evil that happens on Good Friday and in our lives with the lens of grace. We need to ask ourselves, what good has come out of Jesus' death? That is the question that we need to reflect on. And so it's important to begin first by recognizing the evil that is taking place in our lives. First and foremost, there was the darkness of evil. Judas was consumed with pride, with greed for money, for power, 
He wanted things his own ways. And he betrayed our Lord. Judas, we are told in yesterday's gospel, after he took the bread from Jesus, Satan entered into him and it was night. Darkness and night are symbols of evil. Evil has triumphed. Truly, my dear brothers and sisters, the whole world has fallen into the hands of the evil ones since Adam and Eve. We can see that we are fallen creatures. We see what is happening in the world today. So much evil taking place in the lives of individuals, communities, and even among nations. Because the sins of the evil one that in us, greed, jealousy, power, we want to have more. And very often at the expense of others, there is so much suspicion, hatred, hostility, not just among individuals, among nations. We cannot trust another nation. We cannot trust another group of people because all for themselves. And yet, in this darkness of evil, we see the grace of God. That Jesus, who is the Son of God, the Supreme High Priest, letter of Hebrew tells us, he who has been tempted in every way but without sin. He has come to take upon our sins. St. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 tells us, He knew no sin but was made sin so that we can be the righteousness of God. In the first reading from prophet Isaiah, we are told, yet, Ours were the sufferings he bore, ours the sorrows he carried. He was pierced through for our faults, crushed for our sins. On him lies a punishment that brings us peace, and through his wounds we are healed. My dear brothers and sisters, it's because of the death of Jesus and his suffering that we have gained our salvation, that we begin to see there is hope in this hopeless world. Secondly, we see the darkness. The darkness of hypocrisy. In today's gospel, we have the chief priest they were against Jesus simply because Jesus was a threat to their vested interest. It is good to take note that in the gospel, those who put Jesus to death were not the Pharisees. Although Jesus had confrontation with the Pharisees in Galilee, it was the chief priest. Why? 
Because with the Pharisees, it was about doctrines. With the Pharisees, it was about position, power, money. Because the temple was the source of money for the chief priest. Jesus was a threat. And so Annas and Caiaphas orchestrated a false charge against Jesus. Conspired with the crowd to put Jesus to death. Instead of using a position to find out the truth in the middle of the night. Darkness. They interrogated Jesus and charged him with a crime that he did not commit. Again, how true even in our present life that powerful people would often use their position to destroy others. Those who have money, those who have political power, they will use them for their own interest to eliminate enemies. Sometimes, my dear brothers and sisters, we do not even know what is the truth today. Even world leaders are saying things that are totally contradictory to each other. Who is speaking the truth? If world leaders are not speaking the truth, who could be speaking the truth then? That is why, my dear brothers and sisters, today it is not about justice. It's not about democracy. It is about power, control, money. And this is hypocrisy. Again, we see the grace of God present. Jesus, we are told in today's gospel, he made it clear. He was rejected. He was crucified not because he was a political criminal. He said, mine is not the kingdom of this world. If my kingdom of this world, my men will fought for me. My kingdom is not of this kind. What is his kingdom? I'm here to bear witness to the truth. Those who are on the side of truth, listen to my voice. The Holy Father, Pope Francis, speaks the truth. He tells world leaders, stop the wars. But that is not all. Don't fuel the wars. Those who fuel the wars are equally responsible. Not just who are those who are at wars. But nobody's listening. Because all have their vested interests. They are not on the side of truth. Pope Francis has nothing to gain. He is for all people. That is what it means to speak on the side of truth. Thirdly, we have the darkness. The darkness of impiety. Refusing to recognize Jesus as Lord when we know that he is so. Because we want to have things our own way. The sin of impiety. The moment we reject Jesus, we can do anything. That is why you notice the world, especially the Western world. They want to destroy Christianity 
Because Christianity is a threat to their freedom. Today, people put their individual freedom even at the expense of the freedom of society. It is about my preference, my wish, my desires, without consideration for society, for the rest of humanity, for the future of this planet. And that is how the sin of impiety, the refusal to recognize our Lord has led us to all kinds of errors today. Because without Jesus, we will never know the truth. There is no truth. You do what you want. With Jesus, if he, Jesus is the Son of God, my dear brothers and sisters, you got no option. You cannot say, I don't agree with Jesus. I don't agree with the gospel. I don't agree with what Jesus said. Because if he is the Son of God, you just have to agree. But if he were only a man, oh man, then we can disagree. Just as we disagree every day nowadays, everybody disagrees with everything. You're only a man. But if Jesus were God, then we have to submit. Even when we think his teaching is not practical in life. Then we have the darkness. You notice we have the darkness of the one who was afraid to confess in Jesus. Darkness of denial. And then we see precisely St. Peter he saw Jesus performing miracles, exorcism, multiplying food for the hungry. And yet, Peter denied Jesus. He was afraid. Even when three ordinary servants or men, they asked, are you with Jesus? Oh, I do not know him. But isn't that is how we behave? Even at the end of today's gospel, in spite of the good things that Joseph Arimathea did and Nicodemus, they came by night. They were afraid to be identified by their fellow Jews. And we too, there are many Catholics today, which is so sad, which is the truth. But we cannot blame you, you know. Lack of courage. Many Catholics are anonymous Catholics. Ah, they are secret agent of the Catholic Church. Nobody knows they are Catholics until when you visit their funeral wake. Then you know they are Catholics. They have hidden this secret for so many years from you, especially those of you who are working in the office. You've been in the office for 40 years. He has kept this secret from you. Because to be a Catholic today means to be insulted, to be ridiculed. People think you are a little bit square, superstitious. you got no brains. That's why many people today, they're not publicly said they are Catholics. I can tell you the truth. I know of many young people in Catholic schools. Young students, they told me, Father, I'm so afraid even to tell my friend I'm a Catholic because I will be ridiculed. Even in Catholic schools, they will question him. 
That is the fear. And here we again, we see the power of God's grace. Jesus told Peter, you will deny me. But I will pray for you. And when you turn back, you go and console your brothers. St. Peter, in his failures, came to recognize that the strength cannot come from him. Only the Lord who is the cornerstone, he might be the rock, but Jesus is the rock of the church, the cornerstone. And Peter repented. Peter was affirmed later on at the resurrection. When Jesus looked at Peter, Peter wept because Peter was moved by the sufferings of Christ and his love for him. And finally, my dear brothers and sisters, we have the darkness of failures. We all don't want to fail in life. We cannot accept failures. And yet Jesus, in today's gospel, he was a failure. His mission ended with his death on the cross. He was rejected, he was ridiculed, he was condemned. Everybody thought he was a failure. But you see, in that failure, when he said, into your hands, Lord, I commend my spirit, where are you, God? Where are you? That is the question we ask when we fail. Where are you? How come, God, you don't come and help me? And Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father, why have you forsaken me? The moment he surrendered his spirit, the father took over. The father will raise him from the dead. The father will give his spirit to all his disciples. So my dear brothers and sisters, those of you who are going through failures in life, in your marriage, in your work, whatever failures, trust in the Lord. St. Paul says God will turn to good whatever and whoever who loves him. Trust in the power of God's love. So my dear brothers and sisters, yes, there are evils around us, there are sins, but let us not be overcome by these. Remember, try to see the grace of God working through all these so-called evils and failures in our life, and we will turn out to be a new person, full of hope and joy in Him. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.